He's the pride of Fairbury, an average Joe. Bill Dolman, the professor. I had a six ACT in 1967. One time I got an A and my grandma beat me for cheating. Now with Hale Varsity Radio. Back into it at Tower 2. It's Hale Varsity Radio here at the Herdat Sports Bar and Grill in La Vista. We check in with Bill Dolman, sent to be doing volleyball tonight. Uh, Creighton uh, in action as uh, Billy D, your courtside shortly. I think it was Civic. Is that right? No, uh, I wish it was the old Omaha Civic Auditorium. Well, that would bring back some days, wouldn't it? It would. Let's see if I could uh, pick up my lost Motley Crue Ozzy Osbourne ticket from 1984 uh, <laughs> and then stay at the Red Lion. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, uh, we're at Sokol Hall tonight, uh, Nebraska Public Media, Creighton, and Xavier. This is the final weekend of Big East play. Creighton's going for its 10th uh, consecutive conference uh, championship in, what, 10th in the last 11 years or something. They've just do- they've dominated the volleyball side of the Big East like the men have dominated the basketball side in recent years. So looking forward to that. And they are out for revenge against Xavier, who beat them for the first time ever when they met back in September. That has been on the, the locker room wall as a reminder. I don't know if there's as many... <laughs> posters up in the Creighton volleyball locker room as there are in the Nebraska locker room as uh, that was not put up by Coach Rule but by members of the, of the football team uh, nine times, nine in a row, uh, the old Ferris Bueller line. I don't remember Ferris being gone nine times. Well, uh, <laughs> Nebraska has not handled uh, Wisconsin since uh, the White Album, I, I think, uh, from the Beatles, at least in Camp Randall. Uh, you have to go back to the ugly uniform game in 2012. All right, let's talk about being due. Uh, yes, Nebraska's due. Wisconsin's been a just a train wreck this year, and they're working and talking about buy-in in Week 10. You know, the, the comments that... I can't remember the, the the player from Wisconsin who made them last weekend after their their loss to Northwestern. Yeah, that was just almost despondency and uh, uh, lost, you know, as to what has gone on. And it was kind of depressing. It, yeah, this is, as a as a football fan and if somebody who likes to you know watch, you know, what Wisconsin has built and the way they play in the Nebraska mold under Barry Alvarez. They just seem like. You know, they are wandering in the wilderness right now. And, of course, they'll probably put it together for one last uh, go-around on senior day at Camp Randall. And instead of, you know, playing might as well jump by Van Halen, they will actually <laughs> jump around again in the, the third quarter. But um, it, it it's really surprising how that thing has turned out with Luke Fickle in year one. I think we all kind of thought, well, why are you going to do the air raid? at Wisconsin, but surely you're not going to just force it in there, right? Mm. No, they're pretty much going with the whole Bill Callahan to Nebraska uh, blueprint, just jamming it right in there and seeing what happens. Bill Dolman with us here, a Friday edition of Hale Varsity Radios. We look ahead to Nebraska-Wisconsin tomorrow night. Bill, he's going to be on the call for Creighton Volleyball tonight. And, Bill, I want to marry those two topics together here and ask you the question, Will you use the term kill more tonight, or will Matt Rule use that term more in his pregame speech tomorrow? <laughs> uh, I, I think that there will be just a few more kills tonight in volleyball uh, it, as opposed to anything of the gladiators-type pregame speech that we might hear from Matt Rule. 
but I'm sure that that, that will probably be uh, more the theme in the Nebraska locker room as opposed to just a volleyball term. How about that? Well, Bill, the fact that they're putting up posters about how many times they've lost to Wisconsin in a row rather than you're one more win away from a bowl. I mean, does that give you any more encouragement than you maybe had? And what are your expectations heading into tomorrow night? You know, maybe that is, if that's what they're doing and motivating themselves in that way to end a nine-game losing streak as opposed to wearing the the albatross of not being in a bowl game, I think one motivates, the other just applies more pressure. And if Nebraska continues to go into football games thinking, we got to win this one to become bowl eligible, and then they don't. We got to win this one to become bowl eligible, and it doesn't happen. And you have two subpar performances against subpar opponents. And, you know, I've watched the Maryland game three times now, and I cannot for the life of me figure out how Nebraska lost that game uh, other than some questionable coaching calls, right? <laughs> but, you know, go back to that game. When Nebraska scored its touchdown, okay, um, that was after a turnover. They got the ball, ran it six consecutive plays to get into the end zone. Why, why, why didn't they just continue to run when they had an opportunity to score another touchdown at the end of the game? But they decided we want to do, we want to go to those pages in the playbook that we've got in there. We didn't do them before, but now we're going to do it. And it, and it was just an absolute mistake. And we, we, we buried it and put more dirt on it, dug it up and buried it again. But it, it bears repeating, you know. But I think by doing that, if they focus on the motivation to beat Wisconsin, that's probably healthier than continuing to try and figure out how are we going to become bowl eligible if this goes wrong. And and maybe that's the best psychological trick they can play on themselves, although I'm not big on psychological tricks. Well, let's talk the quarterback merry-go-round, Bill, as you have a guy that's back from injury in Mordecai uh, and – you know, he seems like a fit for this offense. There's knowledge about Mordecai with Rule and his staff quite a bit. Uh, defense has got to show up. But Nebraska, we're not sure who and and uh, and how much tomorrow at 630 behind center for Nebraska. What would Bill Dolman do? Uh, I would be uh, really going deep into the Luke Longball playbook to see uh, just how successful he was at, in junior college. Uh, did he make the trip, by the way? Are they taking four they are. QBs? Yeah. Uh, he might be the only healthy one on the roster, to be honest with you. Um, uh, from, uh, from being on campus today, and not that anybody has any official capacity, but the buzz that I heard was that it's going to be Purdy. And I, I think Nebraska goes with that's probably the, the safest thing um, that he whatever's going on with the groin, you you let him go as long as he can. And if he's feeling good and healthy, maybe that's a different look that Wisconsin is not prepared for. And, uh, you know, he moved the ball pretty well outside that last play against Maryland. So maybe that's maybe that's the idea. I think behind him, it's you got to hope that Heinrich Harburg is healthy enough to do whatever he can do. Uh, I would be more comfortable with players who have physical, shall we say, um, limitations as opposed to, you know, how Jeff Sims is feeling in terms of his confidence. Because that confidence is shaky, and he was despondent after the mistakes last week. 
Uh, I think it has to be Purdy, Harburg, and then Sims or Longball, actually. And I mean that. I think Longball probably has to be in on whatever the game plan is. Bill Dolman with us here, a Friday edition of Hale Varsity Radio. Bill, what's the number of carries you'd like to see for Emmett Johnson tomorrow? He's pretty clearly taken over that, that running back one spot. I don't know how much Anthony Grant will see, but I think we're going to see a pretty heavy dose of, of running the football tomorrow. It's Big Ten weather, a night game in November in Madison. How many carries, if you were Marcus Satterfield, would you be giving to Emmett Johnson? Well, he wears number 21. So how about that? Let's put that there mm-hmm. for starters. Uh, I think he's he's really developed and grown this year. I, I've enjoyed watching him play, and his run in the fourth quarter against Maryland I think is is the best run we've seen from a Nebraska back all season long. Uh, he's matured. He looks comfortable in that position. Uh, I don't think he's put the ball on the ground, knock wood. Um, so he, you know, his ball security is pretty good. I continue to wonder uh, what, whatever happened to the fullback. I know Bonner scored on a on a, a re, sort of a reverse last week, but you know Nebraska's not going to go, you know, to a fullback, I guess, in a in a Big Ten night game in November in Wisconsin. But I, I think the, the you know it's got to be a twenty-one plus carry day for Emmett Johnson. Behind him, I'm not sure Anthony Grant where he is with his confidence either. Uh, maybe he's got that one last burst of energy and a couple of great runs and holds on to the football and scores twice with 14 carries. Great. Uh, but I think Nebraska is probably going to run the ball at least at least 40 times. I would bet that's that's probably the number to hit. And hopefully they do it when they get close to the goal line. Bill Dolman's with us on Hill Varsity Radio. And when you talk about the rushing attack, I want to go to the other side. How confident are you in Nebraska's defense in containing Braylon Allen? Well, I don't think that they have to be as concerned with you know, the, the passing game like they were last week against Maryland and Tonga Bailoa. And I said last week, Nebraska is a 3-3-5, and, and it was going to be up to the five to try and stop it. And for the most part, Nebraska did outside of that two-play 69-yard drive in 33 seconds that resulted in a touchdown and on the pass interference. Oh, by the way, do you think the Huskers missed Quentin Newsom last week? Mm-hmm. Well, he should be back, uh, I believe. So the secondary, I think, it should be fairly strong. Um, and I think Nebraska all season long has been stopping the run. I don't know why that that should stop just because Braylon Allen may play and, and may carry the ball a lot. Um, Nebraska's, I, Nebraska's defensive line, they may not have the best defensive tackle in, uh, in the league, but I think Nebraska's got the two best side-by-side of anybody in the Big Ten, and that includes Michigan, who fired its linebacker coach today for some reason. And Ohio State, I, I think the way Huttmacher, Huttmaker, and um, and Robinson have been playing, you know, I, I can't think of two defensive tackles who have played better together side-by-side side outside of a couple of guys from Jersey 25 years ago. Bill, a, a thought to kind of follow up on the Emmett question. Wisconsin's been dinged this year when it comes to quarterback run. And I know that's been a, a, a question to rule a couple of times this week in his media sessions. Uh, again, Purdy's health, but he looked good running it three times for 33 yards last week in, in limited action. Uh, whoever's behind center, there's got to be a heavy dose of quarterback run again, doesn't there? Especially if that's something that Wisconsin really hasn't had an answer for. Well, again, Purdy's 
what, thrown the ball five times all season, has one completion anyway. So it's not as though, you know, he's in sync with his receivers. Um, that's, a, that's a whole new, you know, chemistry that Nebraska needs to develop and trying to do that at this point in the season. That's just not going to be all that easy, right? So whether it's Purdy running the option or Harburg gets in there and runs it, again, I don't know what you do with, with Jeff Sims if called upon. Uh, because he's dropped the ball, you know, fumbled it, and he's thrown it away. But, yeah, I think Nebraska's quarterbacks, whoever's in there, that has to be part of the game plan. Harburg is the one who has the most reps through the air, and you know, he even had an interception called back last week, as you'll recall, because of a Maryland penalty. So there should have been five. Um, but I don't know how you just say, well, the playbook, we're going to go to all of it when you have such limited reps throwing the ball to the receivers all season long with Chubba Purdy. So I think it's a heavy dose of run. And I think, I think Emmett runs it 20 to 25 times. I think if, if it's Harburg, probably 10 and Purdy 10 plus as your 40 plus. Well, Bill, to get that quarterback run going, is it, could it be as simple as going and, and installing some wildcat this week? We've heard fans calling for it for weeks now with the play of the quarterbacks. Could it be that simple to, to just get some wildcat looks, get Emmett Johnson, behind center and just have him take it upfield? Has, has Nebraska ever done that? I mean, I, I, I don't know. And in the Riley, Callahan, Pelini, as there was, a, Nebraska, there was a package for Rex Burkhead. Yeah, there was the Rex cat. Okay, the Rex cat. You're right, Burkhead. But uh, I suppose you could say that with Martin, yeah, Taylor Martinez, that was always a full-time Wildcat because he was more <laughs> of a runner than he was a thrower. Uh, and boy, Nebraska would like to have his arm right about now. Uh, sure. I, I don't know. That that sounds like those those times when I when I was working in the athletic department as a student, and I'd go in on a Sunday, and there'd be uh, people would post envelopes on the doors of the South Stadium, and then you pull it out, and there's 13 players on offense, and people telling Coach Osborne to run this play. Uh, I, I'm not sure Nebraska is going to draw, you know, plays up in the sand or the ground up tires at this point in the season and come up with a wildcat off. Maybe they do. You know, they ran the fake punt last week. So who knows? Maybe they do something like that. But if they do, it's only going to be once or twice. That would that would be it. You're not going to have a steady diet of wildcat with Emmett Johnson, or a freshman running back. I don't care how seasoned he's become as the season has gone on. Bill, uh, let's wrap with this. And thanks for making time before your – uh, Nebraska Public Media broadcast again. Catch Dolman tonight doing Creighton volleyball against Xavier. We need the uh, the, the Bill Dolman, Pride of Fairbury, Husker prediction tonight. Line is minus five and a half Wisconsin. Five and a half Wisconsin? Has that moved significantly recently? It dropped, yeah, it dropped uh, to, from seven to four and a half, and now it's up a point. But that that changes everything for me. I <laughs> I, I mean I I think Alvano's going to be have a big game for Nebraska. I think they'll be relying on special teams. So I I think you're looking at Nebraska not probably 87 to uh, 22. Really? You think that yeah? Bad you're give up that 22? many points? Okay. Yeah, you know uh, if Allen plays that, you know, they might catch him um, by surprise. Well, quickly, give me the rationale. Why does Wisconsin go for two to get to 22 points? Because I said so. Uh, that's it. <laughs> they can't go yeah. for three. It's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Is the answer. Yeah. 
Bill Dolman, Pride of Fairbury, NBC Sports, and uh, the professor at Bill Dolman on Twitter. Billy D will check in soon. Thanks for the time. All right, boys. Go Big Red. Good to spend time with Bill Dolman, Pride of Fairbury, NBC Sports, on the call for Creighton Volleyball tonight on the Nebraska Public Media. So if you're watching some volleyball, check Bill out tonight. Quick timeout, open phones here as we're at the Hernat Sports Bar and Grill Roadshow Friday here in La Vista. It's Hale Varsity, and we're powered by Cornhead Lager.